Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about the different types of actors that you see historically through Hollywood, but we're just going to talk about within the last 20, 30 years, how I like to differentiate between the chameleon actors and the non-chameleon actors, so to speak, which are better and can you be a movie star as one of these as opposed to the other one? So what do I mean by that? So look, I, let's just go through the two cl- kind of classifications that I would say, and I think from there it'll make a lot more sense. So May and I have talked about it when we did the filmography with Brad Pitt and also in the, our series of overrated actors and in our series with the Nepo, the Nepo kids that I perceive to be overrated actors on on actors that don't have a lot of dimensions. So they're essentially playing themselves in every movie. However, these tend to be the type of men who are the leading men, which is kind of just strange. So I'll roll off a list of actors that you'll know who, who I'm talking about. So Clooney. Damon. All right, all right, all right. McConaughey. Gosling. Nay, I say Brad Pitt. Ryan Reynolds. Ben Affleck. And there's more of these guys. I mean, there's more. Tom Hanks. How dare you say Tom Hanks is overrated? I would say a lot of these aforementioned actors are overrated. Now, you can be you in every movie think of think about like you think of ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is the same essentially in every movie he ain't gonna be pulling a polish accent he is essentially the kind of sarcastic smarmy charming in everything in everything that's that's him in every movie Tom Hanks is kind of the the Gary Cooper, Frank Capra guy next door. Now, can he do some range? Can he pull some accents? Sure. But whether he's doing the Da Vinci Code, Langdon, where he plays Professor Langdon, those movies, he's essentially the same guy that he is in Apollo 13. He's essentially the same guy in Sleepless in Seattle. The guy doesn't have range. Doesn't mean he doesn't have talent. He doesn't have range. He is him in every movie. Pitt is essentially Pitt in every movie. Sure, he can do movies like Snatch, where he's got the Cockney accent. But Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt in every movie. Saw Bullet Train recently. He's playing Brad Pitt. McConaughey, we already talked about Emperor Has No Clothes with McConaughey. He's the same in every movie. Saw Interstellar recently. He's playing himself in Interstellar. The guy with the draw. He's always got the draw. Just like J-Lo. J-Lo always has the Puerto Rican accent. So you look at these actors, and these actors are fascinating because all of them at one point, Gosling's the same thing. 
Will you see Gosling in a British period movie? No, because he knows he can't pull it off. He can't pull it off. So Gosling, whether it be The Quiet Man, whether it be Drive, whether it be The Notebook, he's him in every movie. Little range, he'll be a little more charming in Crazy Stupid Love and a little more sardonic in something like Drive. But he's, again, in Blue Valentine, love the movie. He's playing him. There's no range. You're not getting lost in these characters. The irony, of course, of all these is these are all leading men. And when I juxtapose them to the the kind of the chameleons, the chameleons are not leading men. They're more of the, the, the classical actors. So you see this strange dichotomy in that a lot of the men who I would say don't have a lot of talent tend to be the most iconic actors of the last few generations. Now, let's look at the other list. This list of actors, and there's others that are going to be in that first group. I'm just naming some of the, the most well-known ones. The second group of actors are the chameleons. I can watch these movies and literally forget that they are that actor. So going back to the first list, if you look at someone like Tom Holland, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, or whether it be Uncharted, the movie different Netflix with Mark Wahlberg, he's essentially saying Mark Wahlberg, is not going to be pulling foreign accent. I mean, the biggest range he ever had was probably in Boogie Nights. The guy is Mark Wahlberg in every movie. Now, this list of actors, they turn into chameleons. You forget in some of their movies that they are playing that guy. So the obvious one is Daniel Day-Lewis, who's typically regarded as the most iconic actor of our generation. And now before I continue... I'm going to speak a little blasphemy here. Pacino and De Niro. I love Pacino. I think he's great. He's so understated in the Godfather movies, especially the first one, but in all of them. Dog Day Afternoon, amazing. Serpico, amazing. Scarface, amazing. Do they have range? Eh, I don't know. De Niro. Can De Niro... De Niro... If you look at De Niro's career, De Niro's career... Yes, Raging Bull. Yes, you know, there's there's movies that he's done. But the majority of his opus, he's known for what? Playing an Italian mafia guy in The Godfather Part Two, or Goodfellas, Goodfellas Casino, where he's playing essentially a mob. So he's playing either mob from the 60s or mob from the 80s. He's playing mob. And then he... he lampoons that kind of archetype and analyze this, analyze that, meet the parents, and so forth. The guy doesn't have a lot of range. He doesn't. Doesn't mean he's not talented. He just doesn't have a lot of range. He can't really be a chameleon. Pacino. I mean, if you consider Carlito's Way, great movie, De Palma and Scarface, great movie, that's his range, right? I'm pulling a Cuban accent or a Puerto Rican accent. Let's take a break really fast. I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. We have The Awakened Man, which has been around since the spring of 2017, which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food, big pharma cover-ups, and ways to biohack your life. 
We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel. And there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there. And then more recently, about two years ago, I just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because I'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And lastly, we have the Confessions of an Obese Child feed, which I started in January 2017, which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child. I was an overweight child and I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years. So it's a channel, like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood, how to deal with that, how to how to function with that, and also discusses and I interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood, binge eating, binge drinking, and how to deal with that. And there's a lot of great interviews over there. So those are the three other feeds at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. Now let's get back to the show. Pacino can't do a British accent. He can't get lost in a role. He can't. You look even at The Irishman recently. That was a good movie, a little too long. But it's just, again, don't get me wrong. They're talented. They just don't have a lot of range. They're not chameleons. So let's look at the chameleons. Daniel Day-Lewis. The dude is method of method, right? You guys already, when he was doing Last of the Mohicans, he wanted to build a canoe. He wanted to learn to build a canoe. When he was doing Phantom Thread, he learned to be a cobbler. Uh, he doesn't leave character like when he did Lincoln or any of the movies. The dude is intense. And in everything of Gangs of, good New- of New York, the butcher, he morphs into that character. Even if he's not wearing a lot of prosthetics, because sometimes these actors have to wear prosthetics to morph. He can look like Daniel Day-Lewis. And it's he's another man. And this is why he's considered such a phenomenal actor. Christian Bale, May's favorite actor. I may look Bale's good, but I was watching American Hustle recently, and that movie takes place in the '70s. That's the Ab Scam scandal. That's the one with Amy Adams and Bradley Cooper. But he is lost in that character. You don't necessarily recognize Bale as Bale, and Bale can pull that off. He can just be another person. Yeah, I mean, he can play it straight. American Psycho and, he, and Batman. You know, those he looks like him, but the the fighter. I mean, he gets kind of lost in that character. So he, he has this ability to put on the costumes and just be somebody else. You look at DiCaprio. DiCaprio has this ability too. Yes, he doesn't necessarily put on the prosthetics, but he can be subsumed into another character completely. If you if you look at the Revenant, the character he is in The Revenant is not the same guy that he's doing in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wolf of Wall Street, Gilbert Grape. I mean, the guy has range. Now, he doesn't rely on the prosthetics as much, but he definitely has range. Michael Fassbender. May hates Fassbender. Fassbender is an amazing actor. Again, another guy. Just amazing charisma and can morph into different characters. Even someone like Benedict Cumberbatch, not a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch, the man with the rubbery face, but he does have those chameleon qualities. Gary Oldman, the guy from The Professional, the guy from The Darkest Hours, the guy from Dracula. Again, he can morph into a bunch of different things. And the funny thing about these guys, aside from Leo, Leo's definitely a leading man. Daniel Day-Lewis is retired. But even when Daniel Day-Lewis was not retired, most of his movies would be considered 
art house movies like he's doing phantom thread with paul thomas anderson and i i don't necessarily think that most of his movies were mainstream sure he did lincoln and some movies that made money but as a whole he's not necessarily a leading man and you'll never see even if he unretired uh doing you know action flicks or rom-coms or anything like that but you look at this list none of them are leading men so maybe what it is is leading men need to be themselves they're just people like them and that's why they'll go see their movies so whether it be hanks you see hanks you're like oh he's middle america he's he's just you know bread and butter americana or whether it be gosling or cruz these guys have no range very limited range but they're the leading men but they're not that good actors compared to the the second list but the second list of actors aside from dicaprio can't really open movies but they're generally regarded as better actors so i would much rather see a movie with male actors that have range that you can get lost in the role and, and typically the, the academy would agree because the academy as a whole gives more of the academy awards to the second group than the first group i mean if you look at the first group tom cruise's i'm sorry tom hanks's two academy awards were should not have been given mcconaughey has one affleck doesn't have any for acting reynolds doesn't have any pitt has one for playing essentially himself in once upon a time in hollywood cruise doesn't have any in the one time he did show some range magnolia he gets nominated for that gosling doesn't have any and so forth so i just find it interesting so i'll post a poll over at the seminar tell me which group of actors that you would prefer to see because some people are like i just feel comfortable seeing a clooney movie or a pitt movie because i like clooney and i like brad pitt and it's not necessarily a question of range or talent it's just a question of i just want to spend an hour and a half to two hours or nowadays three hours with these guys but I'll post a poll over there. Guys, there's two links in the episode notes. One is for PayPal to make a donation to help defray the cost of hosting this on a server. Another one is a link for all the Eclectico Gregorio feeds. Go check them out. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.